and it's a beautiful morning. I felt fantastic every morning of this week. We are only in the second day of the week. It is Tuesday afternoon, and welcome to the NFL Today podcast. As always, I am your host, J.P. Sticko. Why am I so happy every single morning I wake up? Well, I just have to remind myself and pitch myself on the face that I am not dreaming. The New York football giants, baby, are four and one. Everything is right in the world when the New York Giants are four and one. But that's not why you all are here. And welcome to episode 31 of the NFL Today podcast. We are going to cover everything week five NFL on this episode. We're going to break down fantasy. We're going to break down NFL landscape. And then, of course, as this episode goes through, make sure you're listening to it all because I'm going to be nailing some important waiver wire pickups from week five. There's a few of them. You're not going to want to miss this episode. I'm amped up and I'm ready. So if you're ready, like I said, I'm ready. Let's roll. We were absolutely blessed with a fantastic Sunday morning football game in London where the New York football giants played the Green Bay Packers. And like I mentioned before, the New York Giants are 4-1 and one, thanks to a 27-22 victory over the Green Bay Packers. That was a fantastic game. It ended basically on the last play, uh, fourth and goal. If you didn't see it, Green Bay went for the pass. New York Giants knocked it down, and we got the win. In terms of fantasy, there's a few things I would like to highlight here. Saquon Barkley is rolling. I've been on the Saquon Barkley train all year long, longer than many of the analysts out there on Twitter and on these podcasts. I've been riding with Saquon Barkley from the moment that the season ended last year. This guy is just way too talented to overlook. With the new coaching staff in place, I knew they were going to find ways to get him the ball. But that is not why he is successful. He is successful because the offensive line is blocking and he's running and trusting his knee again. It is beautiful to watch. On Sunday, he went. He had 13 carries, 70 yards, and a rushing touchdown. He also caught three passes for 36 yards. A.J. Dillon, 3.4 fantasy points. Aaron Jones, 10 fantasy points. This is starting to become an issue. Okay. I am not as concerned, obviously, with Aaron Jones as I am for A.J. Dillon. Okay, coming into this this season, I was a little bit weary about A.J. Dillon. Okay, you never want to take a team's running back two. And A.J. Dillon is clearly the Green Bay Packers running back two. Aaron Jones is extremely explosive. And if the Green Bay Packers want to win football games and they want to put up more than 22 points, they're going to have to find ways to get Aaron Jones the ball. Aaron Jones was clearly upset after that game he even was on record during one of his interviews and he said if you would have given myself or AJ Dillon the ball two times there's no doubt in my mind we would have gotten two yards for that first down and does anybody think they're wrong no because if you look back at the stats of that game the Green Bay Packers rushing wise did not have a single rush under two yards the entire football game horrendous play calling there down uh, at the goal line but hey I'm like I said I'm a Giants fan I love to see it Darius Slayton, okay, for the New York football Giants, took a pay cut so he could stay a New York football giant during this offseason. 
I absolutely love hearing that. And I think he is showing out. And he showed out this week as the New York Giants wide receiver one. He had seven catches for 79 yards. That's equivalent to 13.4 fantasy PPR fantasy points. So if Darius Slayton is available, okay, I am not saying use a high waiver priority on Slayton. I think he'll even fall through the waivers and you could scoop him up off of free agency. I would go right now onto your players list and put a star next to Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton has been productive ever since he got to the New York football giants. He is a very good wide receiver in the NFL. I think Daniel Jones after this game needs to trust him. And he obviously trusted him. If he had seven catches for 79 yards, if you imagine you would have put a touchdown on that board, that would have been 20 fantasy points. He would have been an easy waiver wire pickup. I highly suggest scooping Slayton up after the waiver period runs through. Al Lazard, 13.5 fantasy points. Dobbs, 5.9 fantasy points. And Dobbs was kind of a disappointment here because he was a high waiver priority ad last week. He disappointed his owners this week. Randall Cobb went off for 16.9 fantasy points this week. Randall Cobb, the wily vet. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers seems to be struggling with the other guys. He So what did he do? He looked to his old faithful, and that's Randall Cobb. Do I think Randall Cobb is a waiver wire pickup? I do not. However, again, if you have a roster spot and you believe in this Green Bay Packers offense, if they want to move the chains in the passing game, then you're going to look no further than Randall Cobb. Alan Lazard has an extreme upside in terms of touchdowns. Okay, Alan Lazard is their red zone touchdown guy. Our, uh, Randall Cobb is turning into be more of that, you know, short downage, need a first down type of receiver, which he has been his entire career. Now, we have seen this in the past for Randall Cobb, okay? He has a good week, and then he disappears. So don't use a waiver on Randall Cobb. If you do believe in Randall Cobb and you have a need to have him on your roster, wait for free agency to hit. Game two, you have the Detroit Lions versus the New England Patriots. And man, oh man, what in the world happened to the Detroit Lions offense? Detroit Lions offense was the number one scoring offense in all the NFL, and they put up a whopping zero points. They lost 29 to nothing to the New England Patriots. And the New England Patriots, by the way, started their third string quarterback. But the big news here is Stevenson's season has arrived. Harris went down with a hamstring injury, and he's been ruled out already for this week, and it looks like it's going to be a long time until he can get back to the football field. Stevenson, after getting the three-down back roll, had 25 catches, 161 yards, did not score a touchdown, but caught two passes for 14 yards. That's a total of 19.5 fantasy points. If for some reason, and he shouldn't be, and if he is, you're in the wrong league with Joe Schmo and... I don't know, but if he is available, he's an absolute waiver wire one. Throw in all of your FABs, throw in all the money that you have on your waiver priority on Stevenson. I am extremely high on Stevenson. I have him on multiple leagues for me. I knew this was coming. A lot of people knew this was coming, and it's finally arrived. It is Stevenson season, people, and the New England Patriots are going to ride his coattail as long as they possibly can. Now, Ty Montgomery is going to return eventually from IR. As you uh, saw in week one for the New England Patriots, he is going to be involved in the passing game. So I think Stevenson 
is going to be less involved on third down, but I still think he's going to be involved, but he'll be less involved on third down as he has been since Ty Montgomery is has been out. With that being said, again, Stevenson, home run hit. If you drafted Stevenson, you needed something to happen to Damian Harris. And I hate seeing injuries. I'm not saying I was happy to see the injury because I'm not at all. I hate injuries. I think Stevenson just outplayed him and should have been getting more carries to begin with. But now that Harris unfortunately got hurt for his sake, it helps all Stevenson's owner. Other fantasy news out of that out of that Detroit Lions Patriots game. Jared Goff looked like crap. Amon St. Brown was on a pitch count. Uh, Reynolds scored 12.2 fantasy points, so that's not terrible. But again, Amon St. Brown was on a pitch count. But other waiver wire news that you need to pay attention to is Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is currently owned at 49% in Yahoo Fantasy Football Leagues. And he had his best showing of the year. He had seven catches for 111 yards and one score. Oh, by the way, again, reminder, third string quarterback. This is now back-to-back steady outcomes for Jacoby Myers. Last week, he had nine for 95. Okay. And looking forward, the next three games is very easy in terms of the passing game. You got the Cleveland Browns, Chicago Bears. Okay, and Chicago Bears, again, I think. I don't really have the schedule up. That doesn't sound right. I have to look that up again. But Jacoby Myers, okay, is a huge waiver wire pickup. Okay, now, am I using a top five pick? No, I am not. So let me go back to the schedule. Okay, New England Patriots play Cleveland Browns, Chicago Bears. Then they play the Jets and then the Colts. And then the Jets again. So what I'm saying right now is don't use a waiver wire five or higher on Jacoby Myers just yet. I want to see it to believe it. And I'm starting to see it and I'm starting to believe it. But if I have like a six or seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way up to, you know, a 12 team league, I'm absolutely using that on Jacoby Myers, especially if you are in need of a wide receiver. Okay. Jacoby Myers, as one of my buddies in my home league, Austin has, has been riding him all year long. He actually said that he was his number one sleeper this year. And As of right now, Austin, brother, you are absolutely right. Jacoby Myers, people, go out and grab him off of waivers. Again, waiver six or higher, I suggest getting Jacoby Myers. Next game on the docket, we had the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Cleveland Browns. This was actually a very competitive game. Los Angeles Chargers won 30-28. Austin Eckler is back, and he is playing and strumming on that guitar. Okay, he had 35.9 fantasy points. He's doing it in the air. He's doing it on the ground, and he's looking like his old self again. Nick Chubb is Nick Chubbing. He is unbelievable. He is the best pure running back in the NFL. I said in the beginning of the season, I'm going to say it again. He is the best pure running back in the NFL. But in terms of waiver wire and fantasy information that you need to be aware of that not many people are talking about is Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly had 16.2 fantasy points. The LA Chargers are getting back to what wins them football games. I get it. Justin Herbert is the next big thing in the NFL. He's got a laser rocket arm. He's a fantastic quarterback. He's tall. And hey, he's pretty handsome, as ladies would say. But he is very good. However, This Chargers team needs to get back to running the football. And that's exactly what they did. Joshua Kelly ran for over, 
an average of five yards per carry against the Cleveland Browns, and he had a touch it, touchdown. I would not run to the waiver wire and pick up Joshua Kelly. We've seen this happen plenty of times in, in L.A. in terms of the running back, too. Uh, however, again, if you are in need of a running back and you have a roster spot available, I would not be mad at you if you wait for waiver wire to end and then you go scoop up Joshua Kelly and have him sit on your bench. Because if anything happens to Auckland, Austin Eckler, Sony Michelle is not the answer, answer, but Joshua Kelly is. Other fantasy news, Mike Williams had a fantastic game, 23.4 fantasy points. Amari Cooper continues to dazzle with Jacoby Brissett. He had a down week last week. He came back with 20.6 fantasy points this week. Gerald Everett disappointed fantasy owners with a whopping 1.2 fantasy points. But Najoku, Najoku has five or more catches in three straight weeks and over 70 yards in all three of those games. Last week, he scored 14.8 fantasy points. He was probably most likely picked up in your fantasy league. However, if he has not been picked up, I highly suggest on free agency, not on waiver, you go ahead and you go pick up yourself Njoku, especially if you're in need of a tight end, which many people seem to be, especially if you're somebody like me with Kyle Pitts. I wouldn't use a top waiver wire ad on him just yet. But again, if you're in need of a tight end and you have a roster spot, Njoku is 100% worthy of that pickup. The last game on this segment I'm going to talk about is the Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. What a snooze fest. The final score of this game was 13 to 6. It was kind of like watching the peewee football game between the Bogota Bucks versus the Ridgewood Maroons. <laughs> but in terms of this in fantasy purposes, I'm going to admit it and I'm going to say it. I was wrong on Damian Pierce. On my last podcast episode, actually two podcast episodes previously to this one, I mentioned that I didn't think Damian Pierce had a very high ceiling. Man, was I wrong. He's ranked inside the top five in rushing yards this year. He is ranked within the top 10, if not even the top five. I'm not sure in terms of broken yards after uh, contact. He is running hard. And we knew he ran hard. I, I just didn't think he would have enough lanes in this Houston, Texas offense to have a high ceiling. But man, does he have a high ceiling. This week, he scored 20.3 fantasy points. But in terms of waiver wire pickups, because Damian Pierce is obviously not available, you may want to go run and try to trade for Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne had a 50-50 uh, carry split with Allen, uh, with, with um, Robinson this week. They both had 10 carries. However, Travis Etienne had 71 yards on those 10 carries compared to Robinson's 27 yards. Travis Etienne also added three catches for 43 yards on five targets. What I'm trying to say is, are we starting to see a trend away from Robinson to Etienne? Where the fantasy analysts on Twitter all season long posting Etienne after Etienne after Etienne tweets? Correct? Well, if there's going to be a change in guard, this may be the moment of buy low for Travis E.T.N. All right, we're going to continue to rock and roll in the next game on the slate from week five that we are going to discuss is the Atlanta Falcons versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers jumped out to an early, early, early 21-0 lead. 
but the Atlanta Falcons fought back. Final score ended up being 21-15 Buccaneers. If it wasn't for the most horrendous roughing the passer call that I've ever seen in my life, the Atlanta Falcons would have had a great opportunity to drive down the field to get a chance at beating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. However, Tom Brady got the call, they got a first down, and the Buccaneers win the game. In terms of fantasy purposes, Tyler Allegier was a very high waiver wire pickup last week. Patterson is out for a few weeks. For a while, Tyler Allegier steps in as a running back one. However, I told you all that the first two games of Tyler Allegier's RB1 for the Atlanta Falcons was going to be impossible. He rushed for three. He rushed 13 times for 45 yards this week against Tampa Bay, and it doesn't get any easier. Next week, he plays the San Francisco 49ers. Now, hold, hold, hold. Do not drop Tyler Allegier. Good times are coming, but do not start Tyler Allegier this week. Stay away from the start. Do not drop him. Hold on to him, okay? Just don't start him against the San Francisco 49ers. Rashad White was also in this game, and he was a high waiver wire, a waiver wire priority ad last week. He had 7.2 fantasy points. Now, 7.2 fantasy points is not horrendous, right? But you're not going to want to start a guy with 7.2 fantasy points. But the good thing that we did see that he was on the field more this week, but Leonard Fournette just went wild. He had 35.9 fantasy points. Don't expect the world from Rashad White. Okay, He's on your team as probably a running back fill-in during bye weeks. I suggest to hold on to him. I do not suggest to drop him because I do think that he does get better as the season goes on. He's going to learn the playbook a little bit more. He's going to build trust with Tom Brady. But this is absolutely Leonard Fournette's backfield. Drake London, 7.5 fantasy points. He helped nobody. Evans, 12.1. And Godwin, 12.3. I told everybody, if you follow me on Twitter, to pick up Cade Otten. I said Cade Otten is a really good spot start here for those that have Kyle Pitts. Okay. Kyle Pitts was obviously out and the tight end list is slim. So I said, you know what? Go take a shot on Kate Otten now that um, Cameron Brate is out with an injury. Kate Otten had six of seven, caught six of seven targets for 43 yards. He had 10.3 fantasy points. I will take that all day at my tight end spot, especially because I was dealing with Kyle Pitts on a weekly basis. Now, Cameron Brate will be back. Uh, so I'm very interested to see the snap distribution between Otten and Brait. Now that Brait should be back this week. Don't drop Otten just yet. Now, if you have to drop Otten and there's no one else to drop, that's okay because I doubt anybody is going to pick him up. But if you do drop him, keep an eye on him, okay? Because if we know anything about Tom Brady is he likes to throw to the tight end. He obviously was starting to throw to Brait a little bit and then he got hurt and then Otten came in two weeks ago and put up, you know, I think he caught like three or four passes from Brady that week. And then he came out and caught six passes this week against the Atlanta Falcons. So that shows that Brady still likes to throw the tight end and he trusts Kate Otten. So keep an eye on that, um, you know, pass distribution between Otten and Brayton next week in week six. Next game on the list is the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Buffalo Bills. This game was over right after the first snap. Buffalo threw a 98-yard pass to Gabe Davis. Allen, uh, Josh Allen threw a 98-yard pass to Gabe Davis, and they ended up winning 38-3. to Josh Allen, absolute stud. This is why you took him so early in your draft. But I am starting to get concerned about Najee Harris. 
Najee Harris rushed 11, had 11 carries for 20 yards, a whopping 20 yards. He ended with 6.6 fantasy points. Najee Harris was going in the first round and early second. I'll be honest with you, he was a miss for me. I thought he was going to come back and have a good year this year. But as of right now, oh boy, I don't like it. I don't like it to the point of where I, if I owned him, and I don't, but if I owned him, I would really think about benching him this week in week six because the Pittsburgh Steelers are going against a very good defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if you have another running back that you can put in there, I highly suggest thinking about it. Okay, I know it hurts, and I know it's hard to bench a, such a high draft pick for your fantasy football team, but sometimes you got to bite the bullet and bench your stud. Diggs went off for 24.2 points, and again, like I mentioned earlier, Gabe Davis had an awesome game catching two extremely long touchdowns for 32.1 fantasy points. This is the Gabe Davis that we thought we were going to get. He's been banged up. He missed the week. But he is back running the post pattern like no other. And it's exactly what we thought he was going to do for this Buffalo Bills offense. And it's exactly what he is doing. Now, McKenzie was hurt this week. Okay. Their number three wide receiver was hurt this week. I still obviously like Gabe Davis moving forward. Deontay Johnson dropped some unbelievable balls thrown by his, his new quarterback, Pickett. He ended up with 11 points. He had 13 targets, however, but only caught five balls for 60 yards. Deontay Johnson, man. If you watch Deontay Johnson, he'll make one unbelievable catch every single game and then drop like three balls that are right at his chest. I don't understand it. But I still do like Deontay Johnson moving forward. Why? Volume, volume, volume. Pickens is more involved now. George Pickens for the Pittsburgh Steelers is more involved. He caught six passes on eight targets for 83 yards, and he finished with 14.3 points. Out of those two wide receivers in Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, George Pickens is obviously less owned. If he is still available on the waiver wire, I do suggest using a middle-tier waiver on Pickens. I think the two rookies in Pickett and Pickens are going to continue to grow in chemistry. I think they're going to figure each other out more and more as the more games and snaps they play together. So I do like Pickens moving forward, but I obviously, in my opinion, I like the volume that Deontay Johnson is going to get on a weekly basis, especially if the, the Pittsburgh Steelers can't run the ball. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets come out and put up a 40-burger on the Miami Dolphins, and they come away victorious 40-17. to Brees Hall is that dude. I knew it out of college, so did everybody else. This guy is electric. He rushed the ball 18 times for 97 yards and a touchdown. He also added two catches for an additional 100 yards. The buy low window is closed. If you missed the buy low window on Brees Hall, don't even try to get him any longer because it's going to take way too much for you to acquire him. He should have had two more touchdowns if it wasn't for Michael Carter coming in and vulturing those two touchdowns, okay? Brees Hall was on his way to putting up close to 40 fantasy points if he would have gotten, in those, gotten into the end zone on those two touchdowns that Michael Carter had vultured from him. Raheem Mostert also had a fantastic game 
for the Miami Dolphins. He rushed 18 times for 113 yards and a score. He also added a nine-yard reception. Moistert is now officially the Miami Dolphins RB1. He's had 15-plus carries in the last two weeks. Miami Dolphins trust him. He's a very good back. He needs to stay healthy. If he's available, definitely go grab him, but I highly doubt that he is. Chicago Bears against the Minnesota Vikings, 22-29 Vikings victory. Man, if you really wasted a high waiver priority ad on Khalil Herbert, it was a waste. David Montgomery returned from his injury. He didn't have a great game, but he still put up 18.2 fantasy football points. He had four catches for 62 yards and 20 yards on the ground and a score. While Khalil Herbert only got the ball four times and gave you 1.1 fantasy points. The only way Khalil Herbert is going to be valuable for your fantasy football team is if anything happens to Montgomery. And as of right now, I don't I get it. Montgomery's usually banged up, but I don't want to have Khalil Herbert on my team. Now, what I mean by that is I'm not going to go to the waiver wire and pick him up. I, if I have him, I'm holding him. Unless I have to drop somebody, then I'm dropping him and I'm not going to feel bad about it. But I hate banking on an injury. So I am okay and very happy that I did not use a high waiver ad on Khalil Herbert. Titans versus the Commanders, 21-17 Titans. Oh, man. Carson Wentz threw an interception at the goal line when they were at the, well, uh, what were they, first and goal at the two, and he blew it. Went through an interception and blew it. But in fantasy purposes and fantasy news, Robinson Jr. is back for the Commanders. And he is back. And what I mean by that is he outcarried Gibson 9-3. to Commanders were throwing the heck out of the ball. McKissick actually led this backfield in carries. But Robinson Jr. has officially solidified himself. If, any, if this game told us anything, he solidified himself as the the early down back in Washington. Seattle Seahawks versus New Orleans Saints, 32-39 to Saints victory. Geno Smith is humming. If you need a quarterback, I can't believe I'm saying this. Go pick up Geno Smith and start him at your quarterback position. I'm happily don't need, I happily don't need a quarterback, but if I did, Geno Smith, man, he is humming. But the big news in terms of fantasy out of this one was Rashad Penny went down with a season-ending broken leg. In steps Kenneth Walker III. Kenneth Walker III is owned in 46% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. On Twitter, everyone's like, um, how's he available in your league? Blah, blah, blah. He's not available in my league either. However, there are leagues out there, obviously, that he is available, so you have to make sure that you're mentioning him on your waiver wire column. And I am mentioning him right now, and if he is available, go use waiver wire one on Kenneth Walker III. He came off the bench in this Saints game and delivered 88 yards and a touchdown on just eight carries. He had a late-game 69-yard touchdown highlight run. The Seattle Seahawks used their 41st overall pick in the 2022 draft pick on this Sparty, on Kenneth Walker III. He gained 1,725 yards in college and scored 19 touchdowns as a junior at Michigan State. Now, D. 
DJ Dallas will play for Seattle. He will be the passing down back. But Walker, by all means, will have an absolute golden opportunity to play RB2 for your fantasy football team. Even if you don't need a running back, okay? And you have a, you know, you have a stable of running backs, go use waiver wire one on Kenneth Walker. Grab him and trade him because everybody wants him. I would highly suggest trading him as soon as you get him because you just don't know if he's going to produce RB2 numbers. I think he absolutely will, but if he falters here in his first week as Seattle's running back one, he loses value. His value right now is through the roof. Get him and trade him if you don't need him. All right, all right, all right. I understand that this is a fantasy football podcast, but if you're into fantasy NBA hoops, do yourself a favor and make sure you go and get Brewski 150. He was the first guy to lead everybody in the fantasy NBA world to guys like Tyrese Hilliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and McKeel Bridges. The Brewski 150 is now available to all fantasy monthly members, including the extremely affordable fantasy pass at just $5.99 a month. Head to sportsethos.com to upgrade your fantasy pass now and dominate your league. 49ers versus the Carolina Panthers. This was an absolute disaster for Carolina. They lost 37 to 15. Jimmy G looked good. Jeff Wilson ran hard and scored 20.2 fantasy points. CMC went off for 23.4 fantasy points. But Coleman for the San Francisco 49ers put up 21.7 fantasy football points. Now, do not run to your waiver wire and put in a high waiver wire uh, priority. If any waiver on Trayvon Coleman at all, I would wait to see if he falls. Now, this could just be one of those outlier games for Coleman because Jeff Wilson still ran well. He put up 20 fantasy points himself. But it looked like Coleman took some of that Debo Samuels role. So if anything, I don't think Coleman's you know, part in this offense hurts Jeff Wilson, but I think it hurts Debo a little bit. Okay. So let's, let's, let's watch that and see how that unfolds, but don't use a waiver wire ad just yet on Coleman. Let's just see if he can do it again. The big news out of this game is Matt rule has been fired as a head coach of the Carolina Panthers. This dude is still collecting $41 million to get fired. Please. I mean, Come on. Are you kidding me? How can you get $41 million to do nothing, to leave, to go on vacation? Get, oh, uh, Matt, listen, um, we, we appreciate everything you've done for this organization, but um, we're going to ask you to leave. We're going to fire you, but don't worry. We're still going to give you $41 million. <laughs> Must be nice. But in terms of fantasy purposes, Baker Mayfield was banged up in this game and he is hurt and he will be out this week. Insert PJ Walker. Now he is not the answer at quarterback, obviously. Okay. But with the firing of Matt rule, I can see the Carolina Panthers blowing this thing up. So D 
Jay Moore could be on the move. Robbie Anderson could be on the move. CMC could be on the move. If DJ Moore gets out of Carolina, anywhere that he goes, he's in a better position in fantasy football than he currently is at this very moment in Carolina. If you can buy low on DJ Moore and you could take a shot on DJ Moore, I highly suggest doing so. Now, don't give away anything spectacular for him. Okay, Take one of your bench players and try to trade him off to the DJ Moore manager. Okay, because in return, you could possibly be getting a stud wide receiver if he goes to the right spot. As a New York Giants fan, I would love me some DJ Moore. What about Baltimore? You think Baltimore maybe can use DJ Moore? So keep your eyes on that news. If you like I mentioned, if you can grab DJ Moore for a low price and a trade, I highly suggest doing so. Eagles versus the Arizona Cardinals, 20-17 Philadelphia. Philadelphia now moves to 5-0. Jalen Hurts is incredible, 27.66 fantasy points. Miles Sanders comes back to earth with 8.4 fantasy points. But Eno Benjamin, okay, Eno Benjamin is owned in 12% of fantasy football leagues. James Conner hurt his ribs. Darrell Williams hurt his knee. Both in that Philadelphia game. Eno Benjamin accounted for 53 yards on Sunday and he added a score in the fourth quarter. He is currently averaging 3.6 yards after contact. He is not the biggest guy. I think he's 5'7", but he just bounces off defenders. He's also caught 12 passes for 97 yards this season. Next week, Carolina, uh, sorry, the Arizona Cardinals are traveling to Seattle and face the most generous defense against the run. So if you're in need of a running back this week, I suggest going to grab Eno Benjamin. I am not using a high waiver priority on him. Why? Because James Conner is a rib. It's not a knee. He will be back. But in a spot start, Eno Benjamin will be a great start this week in week six against the Seattle Seahawks. Last game on the docket, Dallas Cowboys versus the L.A. Rams, Dallas, 22 to 10. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that Vegas had the line where it was. I was on riding Dallas all day long. Their defense and that offensive line for L.A., it was pretty obvious that Stafford was going to have a long, 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 long game, and he certainly did. I thought his head was going to come off multiple times in that game. Dallas Cowboys defense is serious and not to be overlooked. Fantasy purposes. Can we get Pollard the ball, please? What are we doing? Enough with Zeke Elliott. Enough. I'm tired of looking at him already. He's got the goofiest helmet I've ever seen. He's slow as molasses. I get it. He still runs hard. I understand it. But that does not mean you can't give Pollard a, at least a 45% carry share in this offense. Currently, he's getting around a 34, 30, 35, something like that. Up that a little bit. This Pollard kid is explosive. I've been saying it for the entire season. Let's go, Dallas. But as a Giants fan, whatever. But as a Pollard owner, come on. Let's get him involved a little bit here. Enough. The touchdown he scored was a beauty. He broke like three tackles. Let's get him the ball. 
Cooper Cup continues to eat in this Rams offense. He is literally the entire offense for this Rams team. The Rams need to run the ball. The Rams need to find a way to run the ball. They cannot drop back as much as they're doing right now and expect to win football games. They don't have the offensive line for that. They need to tire the defensive line out. They need to keep the defensive line on their toes because as of right now, all defenses are doing, they're pinning their ears back and they're rushing the passer. Tyler Higby, again, also had a decent game with 11.6 fantasy points. In terms of fantasy as well, I would like to mention, go pick up Van Jefferson. He's owned in 5% of Yahoo leagues. Don't use a waiver. He's not back for a few weeks. He will certainly be there on the free agency list. How, but if you are in need of a wide receiver, take a shot on Van Jefferson. Obviously, this Rams offense is sputtering. Van Jefferson's back in a few weeks. Van Jefferson ranked seventh in yards per catch last season. And the Rams simply don't have a big play wide receiver. Cooper Cup is obviously can break a big play, but he's not the guy that's running the post patterns, flag routes. He's not doing any of that. Fades, none of that. Van Jefferson is that guy. And I think he will help this offense when he returns. Again, not a waiver wire ad, but a free agent stash. Two players from the Thursday night game that I think should gain some attention. Okay, Alec Pierce, rookie, Cincinnati, was a huge big play. I receiver for Cincinnati in college last year, and he's showing that he could do the same in the NFL. Past three games, three catches, 61 yards, four catches, 80 yards, and just last week, eight catches for 81 yards. He had eight catches, people, and he was only on the field for 50% of Indianapolis' snaps. Indianapolis Colts will get him more involved and get him on the field more. He has shown that he can have a big play here and there in the NFL. And he deserves a roster spot, not a waiver wire ad. Roster spot, not waiver wire ad. And the last guy in terms of keeping your eye on is Mike Boone. He's owning 35% of Yahoo. Mike Boone rushed for seven times for 38 yards uh, for the Denver Broncos loss against that Indianapolis Colts team. He added three catches for 47 yards. Latavius Murray was obviously added to this Denver roster, but He's a shell of what he used to be. He showed that last year when he was on Baltimore. I don't trust Latavius Murray, Murray at all. Melvin Gordon fumbles the ball every time he touches it. So Mike Boone, if you watch that game, looked like the better runner in Denver. I'm not saying drop Melvin Gordon, and I'm not saying gri- grab Mike Boone on the waiver wire. I would add Mike Boone as well on the free agent list. <laughs> And that will put a bow on episode 31 of the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. Just to recap, I broke down all the games. I gave you names to watch, and I gave you waiver priority ads. There was really only one name that you need to use your number one waiver waiver wire priority on, and that's Kenneth Walker III. And of course, if Stevenson's available, but he should not be available. And if he's available, you are, you should do laps around your house naked because that's unbelievable that he's available. But Kenneth Walker is owned in 46% of Yahoo leagues, which means he should be available in, in, in a few of your leagues, a few of my listeners' leagues. Go and grab him. Everybody else that I mentioned, okay? I'm not going to go through the entire list, but 
if you skip through to the end, I highly suggest going back and listening to this episode because I gave you guys names that you should be using waiver wire six or higher on, meaning six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 on. And I also gave you names that you should pick up after the waiver wire period ends. It is extremely important as of right this moment right now to get on top of the waiver um, wire. Because if you don't stay on top of the waiver wire right now and the free agent list, bye weeks are coming. And you're going to turn around and you're going to have three spots that you need to fill. And all of a sudden you look at your bench and your bench stinks. You got three defenses, two kickers for no apparent reason. Make sure you are stacking your bench with players with that have extreme upside. For example, Alec Pierce. He's a good stash to have on your bench. Mike Boone, a good stash to have. I'm not going to go through all of them, but those are two of the names that I mentioned throughout this episode. As always, if you like this episode, please like and subscribe and make sure that you comment and send some love my way. I would greatly appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter at JPSticko. That's J-P-S-T-I-C-C-O. I will answer all your fantasy football questions. We do a live show every Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Me and my main man, Fibs, we cover betting, we cover start and sits, and we also cover daily fantasy football. Please make sure you tune in every Sunday at noon. I love you all. And as always, I'll see you next week. Peace, love, and fantasy football. Let's have a week, fellas.